They descended like snowfall in the dying light of the Halloween evening. Children and parents were already in the streets, adorned in costumes, going door to door to solicit free candy from their neighbors. Everyone paused together and stared at the apocalypse invading in silence. I had heard of it happening in other countries, except on a much smaller scale. Colonies of spiders would cast strands of web into the air, and the air currents would carry them across vast distances, sometimes hundreds of miles. An unassuming town would go to bed one night and awake to find their fields, homes, and vehicles covered in blankets of web. Housed inside the web were thousands of spiders. These were no ordinary spiders. The webs fell thick and heavy onto the buildings of our town. I clutched my four-year-old daughter, Ava, to my chest. Our dog, Baxter, growled softly next to me. We all were frozen, uncertain of what we were seeing. It wasn't until the passengers of the webs emerged that people began to run. The smallest of the spiders were the size of large house cats. As soon as they landed, they scuttled towards their prey. While I was still in a daze, I watched one of the spiders lunge at Mr. Patterson, our elderly neighbor, and bite him on the thigh. He cried out in agony and collapsed. The spider drove its fangs into his neck. His body quivered for a moment, then he froze like a statue. His face was permanently imprinted with horror. A swarm of five large creatures crawled over his body. They wrapped him in a cocoon of web and dragged him away. Baxter's wild barks pulled me out of my terror-induced daze. Dropping Ava's bag of candy, I turned and sprinted for our house. Ava clung to my neck, and I tried to comfort her with soft pats as I ran. Some webs traveled farther than others, so they landed without any clear pattern. Some fell far ahead, farther than I could see. Some fell to the sides of us. One fell directly in front of us. The spider that emerged was facing away. As I ran past it, I kicked it as hard as I could, and it soared through the air with a hiss. The nightmarish Halloween evening was no longer silent. People screamed, and vehicles squealed through the night. A truck collided thunderously into a tree as the driver attempted to avoid hitting a panicked pedestrian who ran into the street. Changing course slightly, I moved to the truck and looked in the window. I didn't recognize the person inside. The airbag had deployed, but the man was conscious and pulled himself out of the truck. Seeing my young daughter, the man insisted he was okay and that I should go get to safety. He ran off in the opposite direction. We made it to our home without any confrontation with the creatures raining down from the sky. Once inside, I set Ava on my bed and hurried to my closet. From the top shelf, I grabbed the 12 gauge I used for bird hunting. It only held six rounds. I loaded the shells in as fast as I could and then strapped the weapon across my chest. I picked up Ava and moved into the living room. I paused and considered where we would be safest. Could the spiders get into the house? There was a thumping noise at the kitchen window. Cautiously, I entered the room and found a spider clinging to the outside of the window. It bared its hideous fangs, venom, dripped and ran like rain across the windowsill. The creature thrusted forward in a biting motion, but it was not strong enough to penetrate the glass. It dragged its fangs across the window and a high-pitched screeching noise radiated into the kitchen. Ava covered her ears. I set her down and told her to sit on the couch. Baxter followed her and sat at her feet, giving up. The spider scuttled away. I heard it patter across the roof. 
I let out a premature sigh of relief as large, ghastly legs reached down towards the window. This spider was much larger, larger than even Baxter, who was a Siberian husky. When this spider drove its fangs into the window, the glass shattered. The creature crawled across the wall and down onto the floor. In a panic, I lifted my shotgun and took aim. The spider lunged into the air just as I pulled the trigger. The force of contact from the round sent the spider soaring back into the kitchen. Blue blood painted the walls and floors. My heart was pounding. The spider twitched on the floor, and in fear, I fired another shot. I cursed myself, remembering that the weapon only had six rounds, now four. The house wasn't safe. We had to get in my car and leave town drive until we reached the end of the webbed nightmare. Ava jumped into my arms when I approached her, bawling from the sound of the shotgun. Night had fallen. I grabbed a headlamp from my bedroom and strapped it on. As I opened the front door, I remembered, with a sinking feeling, that my car wasn't there. I had picked Ava up from a playdate at the Nelson's home, and from there, we had walked to go trick-or-treating. The car was across town but I didn't see any other options. If we stayed in the house, I would quickly run out of ammo, and then there would be nothing left to do but wait to be eaten. Ava, I said, I need you to be a brave girl right now. I need you to get on my back and hold on. Don't let go of me no matter what. Ava moved to my back and held my neck tightly. She buried her face into my sweatshirt. I moved forward, out into the nightmare. The streets were almost entirely covered in falling webs. Walking through the webs was slightly difficult, but manageable. It felt like trudging through thick snow. As we rounded the first corner of the street, another dog-sized spider emerged from the shadows. Without hesitating, I pulled the trigger. The spider crumpled. When we reached downtown, I only had one shot left. My heart sank. Baxter hunched his back and growled. They were everywhere. Dozens of eight-legged monstrosities stared at us with too many eyes. They slowly moved in from the sides and the front. The barrel of my gun swung wildly as I aimed back and forth between each creature. Hope fled my heart. At most, I could kill one, and I couldn't outrun the rest. The closest spider moved forward and lifted its fangs high. A terrible hissing screech shot from its mouth. I steadied my gun. Thunder rang out into the night. The spider was gone, but I hadn't pulled my trigger. More of the spiders approached and more shots rang out. I followed the sound to the top of the local soup kitchen. Standing in the glorious moonlight, old lady Hatfield raised a massive sniper rifle. She was the town's cook, an aged woman who insisted the end of the world was near. She had invested everything she had in a private bunker, along with supplies and weapons. I guess she had been right. This felt like the end of the world. I watched her expert aim. Every explosion of sound and flash of light led to another crumpled spider. She was clearing a path for us. I couldn't help but laugh out of pure joy. We moved forward. Any spider that dared approach us was met with old lady Hatfield's half-crazed wrath. I turned toward an alley that would cut through town. I stopped. The alley was blocked by a massive spider web. In the center of the web was the largest spider I had seen the size of a bear. It had exceptionally long legs and a smooth, sleek body. It lifted its head and moved slightly. My last shotgun shell wouldn't be able to kill it, but somehow it didn't seem to notice us. 
It moved swiftly up its web and jumped to the roof of the building it was attached to. It was heading for Old Lady Hatfield. Look out! I screamed. I waved my hands frantically and jumped up and down. She was standing on the roof of the next building over. She heard me and turned, but it was too late. The massive monster sailed through the air and crushed her with its weight. I carefully slid behind the web and moved into the alley while the spider was gone. The alley housed a horror unlike anything I had yet seen. It was littered with human corpses. Some were pinned to the walls with web, others dangled from a web ceiling. I tried to avoid looking, but couldn't help it as I passed one right in front of me. It was ghastly. It looked like it belonged buried in an Egyptian tomb. The skin was completely dehydrated, mummified. Every last ounce of moisture had been sucked from its body. I couldn't even tell if it was a man or a woman. Its teeth were exposed in a horrible grimace, the skin from the lips entirely pulled back. There wasn't time to be sick. For Ava's sake, I had to press on. The sniper sounds in the street seemed to have scared the rest of the spiders into hiding. There were none to be seen, and at last, we reached my car. I set Ava inside and moved to the front. Something heavy pummeled into me, and I fell to the ground. A hideously hairy spider sat on top of me, venom dripping eagerly from its fangs. I was pinned down and couldn't reach my gun. The spider reared its head back and hissed. It was ready to bite. Baxter barked viciously and lunged forward. He clamped his jaw around the spider's head. Thick, blue blood spilled onto my face. The spider squealed and shook, tossing Baxter aside. Before I could do anything, the spider flew through the air and landed on Baxter. He whimpered. No! I shouted, but Baxter had already stiffened. The spider removed its fangs. I wiped away tears and jumped into the car. It started easily and we drove off. The vehicle hadn't moved more than 200 feet when it came to a stop. The thick webs on the roads were binding to the tires. I pushed the gas pedal to the floor, but it was of no use. The wheels couldn't rotate anymore. From all sides, a swarm of spiders hopped onto the car. I thought they would shatter the windows, but instead, they hurried back and forth across the roof and sides. The drumming of their legs on the metal was horrifying. They were cocooning the car, like they had with my neighbors, wrapping it in layer after layer of webs. I climbed into the back seat with Ava and held her tightly. Through the web on the windows, I could only see black shadows passing, going around and around and around. Soon, the webs were so thick that we were left in total darkness, entombed. Daddy, I'm scared, Ava whimpered. I know, sweetie. It'll be okay. I promise. I cradled her and sat in our silent prison. I don't know how much time had passed, but I knew there was daylight outside as the car's interior increased in warmth. We couldn't stay here. I shattered the passenger window with my foot. I aimed the last round of my shotgun at it and pulled the trigger. The round blasted through every layer of web around the window. Daylight poured in. Cautiously, I peeked my head through the opening. Everything was white. The streets and buildings were now completely covered in a blanket of web, but there wasn't a spider in sight. I climbed out the window and pulled Ava through. No matter what, I wouldn't let anything happen to her. With my daughter on my chest, I pressed onward through the webbed world. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy these stories, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out some more of my episodes here.